Hello and welcome to Please Don't Send Me Into Outer Space, the podcast intent on exploring all that science fiction and fantasy has to offer one movie at a time. My name is Joel. My name is Sarah. My name is Aaron. The movie this week was Phenomena, not Phenomenon. If you're looking for John Travolta, you're out of luck. <laughs> Phenomena from 1985, directed by Dario Argento, written by Dario Argento, Franco Farini, Dario Argento. Wait, they got the names twice. I hate it when they do that, IMDb. Okay, anyways. <laughs> Starring Jennifer Connelly, Donald Pleasance, Daria Nicolodi, Fiore Argento. Federica Mastriani, Patrick Boucher, and, uh, oh, and Tanga. Tanga played Inga, the chimpanzee. Tanga. Mm-hmm. Whoop. I wonder if Tanga's been in other movies. Let me look real quick. Yeah, that's important. Nope, only in Phenomena. It would be a European chimpanzee. Yeah, he doesn't speak English. He might just not get much work over here if he's living in Europe. Well, according to the <laughs> trivia, she's she has a point, Joel. He bit off one of Jennifer Connelly's fingers, and they had to reattach it. So I don't think he got much work after that. And like, he looked too old. Like chimpanzees have to be really young. Oh, like you're like being for serious, right? No, now. I'm serious. I'm not joking. Yeah. Dang. That's what it says on the Internet Movie Database. So take that with a grain of salt. But it says that she had no problem with the bugs, but she hated the chimpanzee. Oh, man, that makes the last scene pretty difficult. I mean, yeah. Sorry. Just <laughs> thinking about some of the stuff she has to do in this movie and that being something that could have been going on at the same time is like kind of a cringeworthy thing to think about, aside from having your finger bit off. Yeah. <laughs> well, she has to go through all kinds of things. Like, list them. List Jennifer Connelly's. Of terrors in just this movie. <laughs> yeah. Bugs and bushes and bushes uh, and uh, and uh, uh, evil, evil, rapey guys and um, cars, baby food. Oh yeah, baby food. Yep, liquids. A bunch of girls that are acting like they really hate her and are. For some reason, they want bad things to happen to her. Teenage girls are the worst. <laughs> well, she's the ugly girl, you know. They get picked on oh, sometimes. Oh, yeah. yeah. Jennifer Conley, the ugly girl. <laughs> I don't think that. She's just the weird girl. Right. right. Uh, Everybody oh wants gosh. to sleep with her father for some reason. Oh, yeah. That was weird. <laughs> that, was, that was a pretty weird moment, yeah. I, I guess... Because she's French? I don't... Is that stereotype? Roommate? French girl? Well, maybe maybe she, uh... She's a big fan of her movies, or, or her father's movies. Mm-hmm. Uh, so maybe it was just kind of like a... It would be like a dream come true for her to experience that. 
I don't know. Oh, she's supposed to be the wild girl. I mean, she's smoking. Oh, that's right. Oh, the wild yeah. girl. She sneaks out at night. Oh, man. Super lonely. She wears her sunglasses at night. No, wait. Oh. Everyone was kind of dorky in this movie. Yeah. Aww. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I don't know why, but there's some level of dorkiness the whole way through for me. I really enjoyed it, but I, I also thought everyone's a little bit weird. And dorky. There's a lot of very interesting questions being poised by these characters in scenarios. (laughs) Like, I felt like a lot of dialogue was lead-ins with, like, you know, question. Yeah. And then people would talk about it, you know? Yeah. Like, almost every scene, uh, almost every scene led in with a question. Talking about something else. Yeah. I I thought the segues and uh, cuts between scenes were a little bit abrupt sometimes. Mmm... Maybe. Yes. You're just like in the middle of a conversation. Next thing you know, you're back at the school or whatever. Like, yeah. Yeah. It was just a swift cut and something else is going on. Yeah. But I I uh, can't help but think it's a lot like Suspiria. What? Yeah. It is. Yep. Middle school. Yeah. I think I've only seen a couple of... This would be my second Argento film, at least that I know of. And... uh Gotta say, definitely, uh, he is a fan of a few different pieces of imagery. You know, glass breaking. Uh, people's faces breaking. People's faces, <laughs> yeah. Uh, stabby stab kind of stuff going on, too. But, uh, dang, that music, though, really brings the movie together. Oh, yeah, that was... That a, music. <laughs> that was refreshing. Um, Some metal, eh? I mean, Goblin... Real good, as usual. But you got uh, what? Where were they? Uh, well, we had Iron Iron, Iron Maiden, Iron Maiden, Motorhead, uh, a few other bands. Other ones I hadn't heard of. Yeah, so, something about sex, sex gang. Se- what? Aaron, yeah, that's what it was called, man. This movie's for children. <laughs> no, this movie's not for children. Oh, sorry. Well, I mean, you, yeah, not for children. No, mm-hmm. no exception. No. Mm-mm. So I, I picked this movie because it, I mean, we, we like, Sarah and I really like Suspiria. You like Suspiria. Heck so yeah. I mean, you're, you're, you and your wife showed it to us. So, and I was just like, ah, uh, this one has a science fiction fantasy kind of connection because Jennifer Connelly kind of talks to bugs, uh, although she doesn't actually talk to bugs. Well, she did. She, she did. did. Yeah. What'd she say? There was one, uh, I love you. Oh, yeah. I yeah. love all of you. I love all of you. Mm. Yeah. That was creepy. It was great. I, yeah, I think that if you visualize in your head Jennifer Connelly's talking to bugs, it's hard to picture. But when you see it, they did it pretty well for, for having to try and communicate that through film and images. I feel bad for all the stuff that she had to go through making this yeah. movie. <laughs> this, I feel this was definitely a, uh, it was a task, I'm sure. This must have been a very, very, uh, what are the word? just very strenuous, I yeah. guess is the word I was looking for. Very strenuous uh, filming. Yeah. She was born in 1970. This came out in 85, so she must have been like 13 or 14 while they were doing the filming. Wow. That's a lot for a young actress to, you know, have to handle. Heck yeah. yeah. So do you think she was there with her parents or something? 
Uh, well, according to the movie, her father was on vacation because it was Groundhog's Day or something like that. No, I, I, don't, I assume Whoa. she had some sort of supervision. I mean, it's close to, isn't it Groundhog Day, Groundhog's Day today? Or it was, was that yesterday. Yesterday. Uh, yesterday. Mm-hmm. Groundhog saw its shadow, which means... It's the same Groundhog, dude. Huh? Did you know that? What? It's been 120 years now, same Groundhog. Wow. Groundhogs are immortal. Yeah. Cool. Well, this particular one, anyways. Mm. Yeah. Little side note: I learned that on NPR today. No, nope. wow. not not fake news, by the way. Punks of Tony. Wow. Phil yeah, is an immortal. There you go. There you go. I had no idea. Well, that's the end of the movie, guys. <laughs> <laughs> this movie was. There are parts I really liked. There are parts that I could care not to see again. <laughs> uh, what do you mean? What are you talking about? There was some imagery. I I just remember a nice, you know, a nice girl's school. And she, oh, yeah? She's taking a vacation in Switzerland, you know? Oh, yeah. Yeah, there, there was some... She attended one class. <laughs> <laughs> where a, a girl had a, a cool uh, Bee Gees shirt oh, on. That Bee Gees, that Bee Gees shirt. shirt. The clothes in this movie were so good. Yeah. Yeah, this movie was very fashion-friendly. Yeah. It's a fashion-friendly movie. And it was totally different than the style in Suspiria. The clothes oh, yeah. were all really, like, 80s and kind of, like, high class for the time. And, yeah, her outfits, her outfits, Jennifer Connelly's, were so amazing. She was on point. Yeah. And um, even the other... Even the other people in the cast, I thought, were dressed well. Yeah, I thought you were noticing when she was on the phone and all the all the other students were walking by. Yeah, everybody looked pretty snazzy dressed. That yeah. was that was a really fun moment because you could tell it was like a this is the cool part of the school moment. There yeah. was like someone with like all kinds of attitude just leaning on the wall, and like yeah. hanging out. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, I'm doing some serious I scene. Get it. This is <laughs> scene hanging here, you know. <laughs> This is the cool part, yeah. <laughs> what about that that shiny sweater that her that her dude uh, roommate? Mm. Dude, that sweater was really cool. Tops, that sweater was awesome. Hundred percent off the shoulder. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Didn't save her life though. Yeah, it wasn't a lucky sweater. That's for sure. Mm. Or maybe it was, because uh, Jennifer Connelly, what, she fell out of a window while she was wearing it? And then down a hill? (laughs) Uh, Into traffic. Into traffic. And then out of the car, into the bushes. Into the bushes. And then... And then a monkey found her. (laughs) No, she (laughs) fell. Yeah, I can't remember. And then a monkey bit her finger (laughs) off. (laughs) Yeah, it's not a lucky sweater. And she ran out of the house into into the horizon. Couple of shots of her running off into the horizon in this movie. Yeah, definitely a couple of those. Pretty good. I think that the the, the funniest moment was when that uh, guy who's cleaning that house or whatever finds her in the house. Yeah, and then he's like, "What are you doing here?" <laughs> really and she runs out, and then by the time he gets like to the door, she's like half a mile away from. <laughs> There's just a cloud where she was standing. <laughs> Awesome. I was like, good for her. Yeah, book She's it. She's not to put up with this. <laughs> Feats don't fail me now. 
<laughs> Going back to your nightmare imagery, uh, the the things you won't want to remember. Oh yeah, this this movie's a lot more violent than Suspiria. Yeah, like way way more. I don't know. There's there's a certain fakeness to Suspiria's violence that I think adds to the whole ambiance. Except for maybe that very that scene in the very beginning. That's that's the, I think that's the most. Violent part of Suspiria in the very beginning. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That death. The, yeah. the initial death. Stabby, stabby. And this this had a whole bunch of like, hey, there's somebody's head getting cut off, and there's somebody getting impaled. There was definitely some 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 comedic beheadings. I, I don't I don't use that term lightly, but no. I, I, it was definitely comedic. <laughs> That's an everyday term for you. I, know. <laughs> I think we all laughed at one point. Uh, I don't want to spoil when, but <laughs> yeah, you know what this movie needs: comedic beheading. <laughs> that's, the, that's the only way I can explain it. <laughs> if someone asks me, I'm going to be like, "This movie has comedic beheading." <laughs> I think that's reasonable. I mean, it's got at least one. The concept, the concepts behind this movie are amazing. You have a character who can commune with bugs. You have a murderer on the loose. You have a monkey who could be controlled with a laser beam. Mm-hmm. You have... I, I could go on. Donald Pleasance. I, I could go on. Hanging out. Talking about bugs. Yeah. Lots of bug talk. This movie's high concept, man. There's just like... Uh, you've got radical heavy metal going on in the background of some of these scenes. Uh... This yeah. this is like this is like all the flavors I want in a movie, but there's just some imagery that it, yeah, it's gruesome. It's gruesome. Yeah. It's brutal. This movie's brutal. I think the sound could use some remastering because there were a couple places where it wasn't as good as it could be. But I think that it's a pretty entertaining movie, and it probably will become more popular as time goes by. I think just because I'm surprised it doesn't have as much of a cult following right now as Suspiria. I mean, I think Suspiria right now is being elevated because they just did that 4K remaster, and there's a couple of a different editions of Blu-rays that came out. They did a they w- did a, like a wide release of that, or not a wide release. They did certain locations around the country re-release mm-hmm. Suspiria. That'd be pretty cool to go see in the theater, to be honest. Mm. That'd be fun. This would be cool to see. Heck yeah, heck yeah. In the original Italian, no, no, that's okay. Some of it did leak through the cracks there yeah. of the... Just a little bit. <laughs> of the, the, the version in we the were middle of the movie when people just... <laughs> just start spouting Italian. <laughs> wait wait a minute. Are we, am I supposed to be understanding? I, I got the gist of it. No, I, I... Actually, that was the most confusing part of the scene because it's like Jennifer Connelly's arguing with somebody she should be running the hell away from. It's yeah. like, what, what is going on? And what are they talking? What does she possibly have to talk to this woman about? Like, in Italian, Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I was wondering that too. And I kind of there's only one thing I didn't really understand was the part where she's at that house. Yeah. And the guy comes to the house mm-hmm. and that you see the hand. Yeah. Oh yeah. And I remember them saying in conversation that somebody only started living where they did 8 months, months ago. ago. Yeah. And I was like could, is that because they wanted to say like maybe they lived there before or something? I like, think could be, yeah. I don't know. Yeah, that could be because that's. I mean, that's that location that she's at is definitely the one that the. the I get. It's supposed to be the one to. that the girl is like, in the very beginning, the the Danish girl that we find out is uh, trying, you know, walking around asking if anyone's there. 
Oh, yeah. I forgot that she was, like, around any kind of civilization, because it's, like, pretty fast into the wilderness. Yeah. Mm. Beautiful. Gorgeous. Absolutely beautiful gorgeous. scenery, beautiful sets. It's like, oh, that woman's running for her life, but I'd really like to visit this place yeah, sometime. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, oh my gosh, this is a place that, you know, should be on a traveler brochure or something. <laughs> I liked how Joel, Joel had mentioned uh, that at the very beginning of the movie, he's like, I know I'm supposed to be frightened right now, but it's so beautiful. Yeah. <laughs> Exactly. That was like the line. There's <laughs> like waterfalls and evergreen trees. And she's, yeah, she's walking by that beautiful house with the flowers in it, but the music they're playing is like... Bah, 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 bah. Yeah, like scary like, time. I guess they did that because it was so pretty. Yeah. Like They were like, we need to let people know this is a dicey situation for her. It's shot amazingly, though. Yeah. The way the camera follows her and you know, leading her to her doom. I really appreciate the visuals, too. Some of them, I feel like, are a little bit... They seem a little cheaper quality when you see them up close. Mm. Now, on a huge TV or whatever, but I I think that it's a unique enough vision that it stays with you, and it's really cool. I don't know how many other Argento movies are going to reach this phantasmagorical imagery. I mean, it's not True. It's not as image, you know, it's just not as pretty as Suspiria, but it is still you know, a cool trip. I think it's almost as pretty as Suspiria in a different way for me. There are things about Suspiria that are really breathtaking and um, I think it's a, I think it's a better movie. But I think this one is a pretty good follow-up. This came out after, right? Yeah, yeah. Suspiria is from the 70s, so yeah. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. That's what's different with the clothing. Mm. Yeah. That was 70s clothing. This is 80s clothing. Yep. Mm -hmm. One of the differences. They use different color schemes, too. Right. There's a lot more white and black and, like really, like, polished-looking stuff in this, and jewelry and accessories. Yeah, but I really liked the choices they made. It was cool. And the bugs. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) What about those bugs? (laughs) The bugs. (laughs) I, I know somebody who owns an insectary, actually. And they said they predominantly get business from farmers... Who are trying to use um, non-pesticides? You know, having insects in their in their crops instead of uh, spraying poisons on them or whatever. Right. But uh, number two, horror movies. They get orders for so many bugs for horror movies, mm. and I think that that's crazy for me to think about horror movies and then think. Like, yep, bugs. Like, I guess I kind of feel bad for bugs because I feel like they're just another living thing and they're made to seem as, like, this terrifying, gross-out, like, scare tactic in a lot of things. I don't know. But uh, um, I like that she's okay with all the bugs in the movie and I like that that's a... They decided to make that part of the story. Yeah, they definitely they established that pretty early on. I like that, too. I like that. Do you guys want to go through the story? 
Sure. Yeah. Smash cut. No, actually, the movie does kind of open just all of a sudden. Yeah, go somewhere in the green uh, area. There's, there's not like a title. Is there a title card? No, no, no. This movie. I mean, it definitely goes through the credits. So I think there is. There was after after was it after the first murder? Either after the first murder or it was after the conversation with uh, Donald Pleasance about the insects. Okay. I think it was. Yeah, I think it was after the killing. And then they showed the trees, and it was, like, the word, the name. Oh, okay. Um, on the trees. Yeah, yeah. It was called Creepers. No, that's the American cut. Just 30 minutes less than this. Huh. And, uh, you know, I, I could see where some things could be trimmed. Yeah. I don't know about 30 minutes worth of stuff, but you know, some stuff. But, yes, we, we see a young girl who misses her bus. And like every young person, just decides to go walking into a place she's never been before, looking for help, I guess. I don't know. It's Switzerland. It's probably cold. And uh, while she's exploring a house nearby, uh, we see something trying to pull out of these chains. Some sort of castle freak, I assume. And eventually it pulls the things out of the wall, and she starts running for her life. It grabs a pair of scissors. Chases her through these really cool caves, like cave walkway, and she gets caputed, stabbed with the scissors, and then her head smashed through the glass of uh, some sort of window. And then <laughs> we we're looking downstream, and we see her head float by. So it's the real deal. Her head came off. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Sometimes it happens. Yeah, I forgot about in the beginning where somebody was working with chains. That's definitely where they were living before. And then they established the timeline of the head mm -hmm. with the maggots on it or whatever. Yeah. Well, see, now, now because later when it's revealed who is actually doing the killing, I want to know who was chained up. The, the the smaller person? I believe it was. I believe that was that was supposed to be the reference. He he keeps getting away. Um, mm. You know, she's she's complaining about how you know his complaining about him. Yeah, I don't think she. I don't, or sorry if that was spoiler. No, no, no. We're gonna have to spoil. We're gonna spoil this anyways. Okay. Eventually, but. I'm just saying the person in question that I'm trying to talk about mm -hmm. was complaining about the little guy. I don't think I don't think the person in question would chain themselves up. Well, maybe, yeah, I don't know. Somebody maybe. else should have, but... Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> she was afraid she was a werewolf. She chained herself oh, up at okay. night. You Fair know. enough. Yeah. She had a, a scissors obsession. It should have been werewolf hands, like the beginning of the... Like the beginning in Suspiria. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Or the beginning Harry of... <laughs> the beginning of uh, Doppelganger. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sticky hand things. <laughs> Yeah. What was I going to say? I was going to say something about... Okay, so so this girl gets killed with a pair of scissors. Now, uh, there is a series of video games called Clock Tower that are really cool. They're some of the first survival horror games. The first one is this point-and-click game. And uh, the main character in that is based on Jennifer Connelly's character in this movie. Oh. And the killer in that game is a guy... Uh, who walks around with a giant pair of scissors. 
Oh, it's like terif- the game is terrifying. Like it's a, it's a two bit or not two bit. It's a sixteen bit like side scroll point and click kind of thing, but they make it like so terrifying. So when this guy gets killed, <laughs> the girl in the beginning gets killed with scissors. Like that's the killer's mo. We're gonna see all these scissors later. Nope. He upgrades. I don't know. Maybe the he traded in those scissors for his uh his pole vault or whatever. <laughs> Pokey, but the uh, that's <laughs> we do a jump forward in time, but we don't know until yeah. Uh, Donald Pleasance is talking to the police officers, and uh, we we see the most interesting part of this movie, which is the laser chimp. Yeah. Now tell me about this laser chimp. Well, uh, after the murder, there's a there's a chimp, and he's walking around in the forest. Uh, and the funny thing, funny thing was, is I looked at Joel uh, like a few minutes before this, and I was like, "Oh man," because because when the, the the chains were breaking off, I, I was I looked at Joel and I was like, "I hope it's like a man in a monkey suit, like mm-hmm. just because yeah. I thought that'd be funny or jigsaw." And then after the murder happens and everything, like the next scene is you see this chimp walking around the forest. I just started busting up yeah, laughing. It was I lost it. <laughs> yeah, don't go see a movie or a TV show with Aaron. He's just gonna spoil it by guessing what it is. That's that's what's gonna happen. Oh. I think he's intuitive. <laughs> that's cool. Remember, I went and saw Jurassic Park with him. He was like, "I bet there's dinosaurs in this movie." I was like, no way. <laughs> Damn it. Uh, yeah, that chimp. You know, now that I know um, it was biting people, I <laughs> kind of feel like, you know, maybe maybe chimps don't want to be actors. Yeah. They absolutely do not. Yeah, no, I'm not. Yeah. I'm kind of I'm kind of being sarcastic. I just I just think that they I think, you know. Seems like it's not a good idea to make an animal do something it doesn't want to do Mm-mm. a lot of the time. Yeah, so I I uh, I respected his ability to do the things they needed him to do on the movie, but I was like, wow, I wonder if, like... And she... The actors acted really well with the chimp, too. Yeah. And I think the chimp seemed very good in all the takes they had of him. He seemed like a sweet boy. Yeah, he did. You know, he was picking up things seemed for people. Friendly. Yeah. Donald Pleasance was like, "Oh, you don't have to do that." He was sitting in his chair. And then there was that part where he was a detective who solved all the mysteries. That was good. Detective Chimp. Mm-hmm. Oh, <laughs> she's Detective Fly. When Jennifer Connelly goes to see Donald Pleasance later. There's a part where she's talking about something, and they they show the chimp first, like she was addressing the chimp. Like, <laughs> no, no, Donald Pleasance is there. <laughs> chimp's like, hmm, very interesting. <laughs> Tell me more about these bugs. Yeah, this movie though, it it the scene in particular where it shows Donald Pleasant's character using the laser pointer to like indicate that the, the the chimp should go pick up something and like it it sets a high stake and 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 i actually judged the movie very early on based on that scene i was like if this doesn't pop up again like this movie is a fail like there's no way that you're gonna spend five minutes of your movie explaining how you've trained your chimp to you to use a laser pointer and not follow it up with that that's and, a fail and did it fail and no no sir it, it succeeded yes yes so the point of this scene is that you, we introduce characters, but we also show that uh, Donald Pleasance has a, that severed head, and it's been eight months now. 
and they haven't solved the mystery of who killed this person. Oh yeah, the head reveal. Mm-hmm. That was under a glass piece of a glass case with a piece of fabric and they pull it off and it's like a gooey head with like a bunch of bugs on it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh the the word of this movie the the word for the gross factor is texture. Yeah. There's some textures in this movie. And it's really disgusting. Yep. I mean I'm a lightweight when it comes to this kind of stuff, and some of it I was able to handle pretty good, but some of it I was like, oh, no. No, 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 no. <laughs> I don't blame you. I'm only laughing because it's just like, it's so I was, I'm, I'm with you on this one. Yeah. I'm with you. Normally, normally my, uh, my gross out factor, um, abilities are a little, I, I'm, I'm going to say are a little bit higher, but this movie, it hit me. There were, there were some moments where I was like, well, crap! I can't. I can't deal with this right now. <laughs> yeah, it's repulsive. There, there are parts that make you that are like gag-inducing, mm-hmm. and I'm not somebody who feels that way just from looking at something. But mm-hmm. I was like, wow! If I focus on that for too long, I might. <laughs> I was impressed. I'm very impressed with this movie because normally, again, I can handle a lot of this stuff. But no, yeah, this one got me. Yeah, it's got a, now. I think about it, it's got a little bit of uh, everything for everyone. Like uh, the fear of being in a land that you aren't from and don't speak the language to. Uh, and you, you've got, obviously, the fear of being assaulted and stabbed. The other kind of assault, uh, you've got fear of heights, you know, people falling from places. You've got fear of needles. Uh, there's a part where Jennifer Connelly uh, pulls an IV out of her oh, arm, yeah. and they, like, focus on it. It's like, I almost look like she actually had a thing hooked into her arm. I think she did. Like that. I think she like, did. that's gross. Like, uh, I know people that would faint watching that. Yeah. And you know, obviously, insects, you know, grow gross things like that. This, is, yeah, this is hits all kinds of check marks. The fear of drowning at one point, that was getting to me. It's like, oh no, and a touch of fire. But it's really interesting because, like, though there are these gross out moments, there's so many like beautiful things to look at, and uh, Argento definitely balances out a lot of these super sick gross scenes with some like very beautiful imagery of like these beautiful mountains. Um, yeah. I'm not going to get into the architecture cause I don't want Joel to make fun of me, but there's some cool buildings. Well, yes. tell, tell me yes. about this. No. Tell me, tell me about these blueprints you've got here. Shut up. Joel. <laughs> there are blueprints in this movie. Uh-huh. I know she was trying to grab them. Mm-hmm. I know that those are the blueprints for the mansion she must've built. Oh, and they had those like sliding door things. Oh, yeah. that was it. Then. Yeah, so Aaron, tell us about your degree in uh, <laughs> It's okay. Uh, uh, well, well, Joel, you see, you just got to go to a, this thing called ITT Tech. No, oh, I'm just no. <laughs> I'm in debt. <laughs> just the imagination it takes to be like, okay, we're going to have a character who can commune with insects, and then we're going to have this other character who's like an insect expert. And has, like, written about the interconnectedness and communication between yeah. insects. And then it's all going to tie back in with this, like, horror killer story. <laughs> and it's like, no, we're going to twist it. She's going to be the good guy. Mm. And the bad guys can't control the bugs. They're just bad guys. Mm. Like, I feel like the supernatural was on on the evil side in Suspiria. And I feel like on this one, it's like the supernatural is kind of on the good side. She hadn't been corrupted or whatever, yeah. 
Yeah. Mm-hmm. She's like a white witch. Mm-hmm. Dressed in a, a white tie. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like, what if Carrie wasn't evil yet? <laughs> or something like that. So, yeah. Okay, so... Uh, murders. Uh, Jennifer Connelly has moved to the country. Her father is a famous actor, shipping her off to boarding school. Director or actor? I thought it was director myself. I'm not sure. Oh, okay. He's a very sexy man. That's all I know. Okay. There was a moment of narration. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. One, one moment. One moment. And then Jennifer showed up at that place, and it was real spooky. <laughs> it was a very deep voice. So you could hardly understand it. Yep. I am the narrator. Okay, bye. <laughs> <laughs> this is CNN. No. Yeah. <laughs> she gets picked up by some lady uh, with glasses. Very important. Remember this lady. And taken to the school where she's immediately told, just like the other lady, we were expecting you this afternoon. We were expecting you last night. So everyone's always late in these movies. So she has to go right to bed. And when she gets up there, her roommate, uh, they're just talking and stuff like that. She's like, I haven't eaten. I've only eaten breakfast in the last 48 hours or whatever. Oh, what are, what are these? Like, oh, my baby brother was here. Like baby food. Oh, oh, mixed vegetables. I'll eat this. So that's another fear. I don't want to. That, that grossed me out. See, what, that was, that was the gross baby part food? for me. Yes. She said she was a vegetarian, and I was like, I'm sure this is going to come back yeah. in. Me too. I like, thought that was going to come oh. in too. Oh, she didn't eat any of the bugs, so I guess that. <laughs> or is that every vegetarian's nightmare at the end of the movie when she's swimming in that pit? Oh, yeah. I just think that's everyone's nightmare. Yeah, oh, everywhere. <laughs> everywhere. No, no. There's us what Sarah no said, who dude. You are, As that's, that's your nightmare. Yeah. <laughs> As a carnivore, I can tell you, I enjoy swimming around. I don't care who you are. Mm-mm. That was a bad, a bad thing. <laughs> I bet that room smelled real good. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. Mm. <laughs> it's bad enough that it get kept getting fresh bugs. Whatever was going on. Yeah, there's a little. Yeah, yeah. Argento mm-hmm. must have known a maggot guy. It just get, got a sale on maggots, like buckets. I'm telling you. Drums I of know them. where to go if you need some. <laughs> <laughs> Looking for maggots? Call blah 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 today. He just had buckets. Yeah, so they go to bed. Jennifer Connelly starts having a nightmare. She's shifting around. Uh, she sees this vision of a hallway. And she wakes up, except for she's not really awake. She's sleepwalking. And uh, the vision, she other vision she's having in this in this dream is a girl running away from somebody, and uh, she walks out of her window and starts walking along this balcony with the. You're an architect. What do you call that thing? <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, it starts breaking under her feet, but she also is hearing this girl scream and stuff like that. But she's not reacting because she's sleepwalking. So she gets to this window, she's looking through, and the girl's head suddenly smashes up against it and then gets impaled from behind by a pole, some sort of spike thing. That was gruesome. Yeah. It was like a crazy metal spear that, that like, uh, you could, like, disconnect. Mm -hmm. So you could, like, hide in your clothes and then 
connect it when you want to like spear someone. <laughs> Somebody was proud of it. <laughs> like, yeah, had different joints. Yeah, and, kept yeah. The guy connecting them. Yep. Definitely needed to use three <laughs> p- pieces for this person. We can shine a light on it, and it'll reflect. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. I must go home and shine my spike pole. <laughs> For the next kill. Was that like an actual balcony or a widow's walk or something? Or or was it just an area that was like a ledge on the roof? I think it was just a ledge, yeah. Yeah. I couldn't remember. All, all I know is that the it was it was severely damaged mm-hmm. right there because she fell like straight through a gap. Oh my god. It was being held on by a robe we or something. We thought like she that. was dead for a second. Yeah. We were like oh, after that when she falls. Yeah. She, yeah, it seems she like she falls, falls pretty far. Yeah. yeah. And you're just like, bye. <laughs> and, yeah, we don't know if she's still sleepwalking. She walks all the way to town. She almost got hit by a couple of cars. And then she does get clipped by a car. Two dudes cop out, uh, come out and put her in the in the vehicle. To help her. Yeah, to, to help her. Help help her. I don't think they, they wanted to help her after a little while because she started fighting. And they're like, oh, no, you're going to stay with us. They hit her with a car. And then they were like, huh. Let's take this chick away with us. Maybe we can sleep with yeah, her. Let's, yeah, let's feel, let's feel this girl up. Yeah. What the heck? It's the least we can do. <laughs> Note to guys, don't hit a girl with a car to try and pick her up. Oh. Oh. I remember thinking like right before this happened, I was like, man, she's having a rough night. Yeah. <laughs> and then that happened and I was like, oh, man. <laughs> her first night in. And then she jumps from the car, mm. rolls down a hill. And uh, basically, they're weighing out whether or not they want to go chase after her. It's kind of a... I'd be scared if I were her. Yeah. At this point, there's a nice little serene moment where she's, like, communing with some bugs. There's, like, a couple little ladybugs or something on a leaf. And then out of nowhere, her hero arrives. Yep. The star of the movie. Chimp dude. Chimp lady? Some sort of chimpanzee. Chimpanzee. And he reaches out his hand just just like uh, <laughs> Kylo Ren. <laughs> shows her shows her the way of the Force. Damn, Joel. Mm-hmm. Screw Damn. the past. The chimpanzee isn't wearing clothes either. No, he's got his na- naked naked single buttocks or whatever. It is. <laughs> and that's when Jennifer's like, "Do you need a towel?" Yeah. <laughs> Takes her back to Bugman. He's like, well, you're lucky he found you. Uh, you know, you. I had a niece about your age or something like that. and Yeah, I had. And she figures out she, he must have been murdered or something like mm-hmm. that. She gets a coat. I thought that coat was going to come back at a different point. Cause it's, oh, got yeah, that, yeah. it's got like a, whatchamacallit? Like a, a brooch. brooch yeah. Mm-hmm. She wears it a couple times, I think. Yeah. Nice coat. She's trying to escape her nanny. I thought maybe the brooch was going to mean something. Yeah, and then there was another part where a woman was wearing like a crucifix or something, and it was like all bedazzled like that was Hmm. with rhinestones. It was just an idea that they had that they didn't follow through on or something. You know, up till this point, I kind of thought it could be an exact like beat for beat remake of Suspiria. And I would still like it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, this could just be different actors, different setting, different time, like, another, like, Suspiria-type story. And I would be okay with that. Because after, after she goes back to the school, they have her plugged into some kind of electric machine. Mm-hmm. 
they're monitoring her brain and they're telling her they think she might be crazy or something. Because <laughs> you're sleepwalking. It might be the symptoms of, of schizophrenia. Yeah, you're a schizophrenic. You might have a second personality. You're sleepwalking. That's coming through. <laughs> and I was like, <laughs> they were doing all these tests. Okay. So at that moment, I was thinking, she just kind of rises from her sleep. And she, you know, wanders. And then they're doing all this weird stuff to her. And I was like, well, maybe they're like devil worshippers or witches or something. Or maybe they're maybe they're conducting an experiment uh, on her or possess yeah. A, yeah. possessing her or something. And I was like, I would be okay with that. Like, in my head, I was thinking... <laughs> That's a, that was good enough for I'll me. Follow this path. I'm okay. Yeah. 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 So then, after she's at the school and they do the test on her, she starts to kind of be like, "I want to get out of here." Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. They tell her roommate that she has to keep an eye on her. Or no, she asks her roommate. She says, "Please watch me." Yeah. Yeah. Because there's a killer out there. Yeah. And I, if I'm sleepwalking, it's dangerous. I could walk right into him. Yeah. Right. Although the the uh, bug doctor did give her the secret to not sleepwalking, which is to say, I'm sleepwalking out loud. Yeah, yeah. Somebody who does I not must sleepwalk, wake up. I must wake up. I'm not sure if that would work. I've never had any sleepwalking problems in my life, so I don't. I can't relate. Um, I tried similar techniques with nightmares, mm. but that t- didn't work. Mm. Didn't work. So. I've only sleepwalked once, and it was on a cruise ship, and it was because I took the I used the motion sickness pass because I uh, the patch because I get seasick really easily, and uh, yeah, so the patch for seasickness can cause sleepwalking. <laughs> Just in case oh, nobody dang. knew that. <laughs> dang. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, the. The sleepwalking in this is kind of like she's, yeah, it seems like she's almost in a trance. Yeah, yeah. definitely. And I can't tell when she wakes up in some of these moments. Yeah, her coherency is, is definitely a questionable thing. Because, like, part of it is, like, I almost feel like she kind of knows what she's doing. I don't have really any evidence to back that up other than, like, you know, just some of her movements and mm. things like that. Well, it turns out like the she the doctor was kind of right because later she self analyzes herself and she says that she thinks it is another personality and that's one that can communicate with insects and uh, she doesn't sleepwalk so to speak she definitely goes into a trance later though at a at a critical moment when stress is high but for this evening she she goes to bed her roommate is. Watching television. They have a television in their room. They're lucky. Mm-hmm. And suddenly there's a flashlight on the wall. Her roommate gets up. Great programming on mm-hmm. that TV. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> They're watching some music video. <laughs> and uh, she puts on her clothes and goes outside. And there's a boy waiting. So they can get some smoochy face. She steals the badass sweater. Mm-hmm. Goes out to meet a boy. Tells the guy some details about Jennifer Connelly's character. And I was like, hmm, maybe this guy is one of the bad guys or one of the creeps. Yeah. He's and the then, knight of the creeps. 
And then he goes, <laughs> he says, he's like, I have to go back to the barracks. Mm-hmm. Like, <laughs> I have my deployment report, in three hours. I have my deployment soon. Yeah. I have to go back to the base. <laughs> <laughs> like, we didn't really need to know that. Yeah. But <laughs> that's yeah. okay. Like, you gotta know why this dude's abandoning her, I guess. She wants him to say, you know, he, so he takes off. Yeah, Jennifer Connelly starts having another one of those dreams, and she she wakes herself up as she's getting ready to leave the room. But this time she was dreaming about her roommate, who is being chased through the, the yard. Oh, okay. And she gets, you know, she gets stabified. And Jennifer Connelly is, like, sensing it or something like that, basically. I'm, I'm not sure... What her connection to that is. Maybe she's, like, seeing it through the eyes of, like, insects or something like that. Maybe. I don't know. Yeah. I, I, uh... That's when she sees the firefly, right? Outside, and it leads right. her to find the glove. Right, after her friend's been killed. Yeah. Like, yeah. The glove. Does that ever come in, or do you ever see the other glove? Or? No. No, she takes it to, to Bug Dude, and she says, I think this is the glove of the killer. And it's, I mean, it's not, there's nothing remarkable about the bug except it's covered with maggots. She says that, well, when she looks at the glove inside of the house, she sees, like, the face of her friend dead, basically. Mm. Yeah, the the doctor is like, uh, these maggots only appear when there there is fresh meat. And so if this is the killer's glove, the killer must be keeping parts of their body somewhere. You know, keeping enough that maggots are reforming frequently. Okay. Okay. Yeah. He says something like he has a he has a relationship with the bodies after they're dead or yeah. something like that. Yeah. And then at that point, she wants to get out of there. Mm-hmm. I think she calls her dad's attorney because she can't get a hold of her dad at that point and says... Like, I want to get out of here. There's some crazy stuff going on. I need to talk to my dad. Yes. Yeah. I need to talk to him. He says he's on holiday. What holiday? It's Passover. (laughs) She's like, Passover? Why would he be off for Passover? Yeah. (laughs) He's he's one of those Italian Passover celebrators. That's all. I don't know. All I know. Mr. Cannoli. (laughs) (laughs) So after the... That's the cool phone booth where all the cool kids Oh, yeah. Out. Yeah, that was a pretty cool scene. People with a bunch of attitudes just hanging around, eating yeah. the scene up, being they're, cool. They're, and they're talking about her when she's right there. Yeah, know, that too. Even, not even being cool about it. And at some point, it, like, escalates. And I, I, we're, we're definitely skipping over a bunch of stuff, but there's a lot of, there's a lot of details that's just kind of uh, really... It, it's cool filler. It's yeah. not important necessarily to the plot. Yeah. That tram she rode on when she was writing her dad a letter. Mm-hmm. That was yeah. amazing. Yeah. That tram was really beautiful. I want to ride yeah. that tram. Yeah. It looked awesome. I'll write a letter to my dad while I'm sitting on that tram someday. And she had this really cool 80s beret that was like leather on the bottom and like... Oh, the Millie Vanilli beret. Woven. Yep. Sorry. No, it's okay. No, it's good. It's good, dude. (laughs) I apologize. You got nothing to apologize about. It's a cool beret. You know, in the 80s, (laughs) I bet Calvin Klein, Yves Saint Laurent put one out. (laughs) It 
was cool. It was cool at the time. I understand. I understand. <laughs> they were dressed cool in that music video. I'm not saying. Yep. I'm making fun of it now. She looks a lot better in it than uh, either of those two gentlemen whose names I don't know. <laughs> At some point, the doctor gives her a carrion fly, or it's a sarcophagus fly. Yes. Yes. And uh, this one, he says, there, there's two great detectives who could solve this mystery. Uh, well known, or should I say, not well known? Like, well, you, I mean, that's, that's, you're not tricking anyone. <laughs> like you and him, and you, I, I thought, oh, he's pointing at the chimp. No, he's pointing at the car- uh, the sarcophagus fly. You go off with this fly. <laughs> See you later, little girl. <laughs> the killer. <laughs> he calls the, calls the cops. Yeah, I just gave her a box with a fly in it and told her to get out of here. She's sick in the head. She's like, I'm up for the challenge. Oh, Why doesn't she get an adult to go with her? And so the only one she trusts is, a, is him in his wheelchair. And the bugs. Yeah. Yep. And that chimp. He's the only one who could truly understand her power. Mm. No one else will accept that she can commune and talk with these bugs. Yep. Or they don't want to accept. Yeah. <laughs> That's when she's she goes out into the wilderness with the fly, and that's when they find the house yep. from I'm guessing the beginning, yeah, mm-hmm. and the fly goes into the house, looks everywhere for body parts, and she's following it around. It's an abandoned house. she falls down, yeah, there's a cool part where she goes into a closet and there's a shelf and there's these three like documents on top. Blue blueprints, I assume, Aaron, you recognize. Well, as being an architect that I am, yes. Had that uh, had your signature. This is a running it. joke for anybody who's just catching this episode. And so she, she like takes it. They're high up, so she takes a stool and tries to climb up and, and knock them down, and she ends up uh, the stool like slips out from under her. And she falls in such a way that there, a big piece of the floor breaks open. And it, it's, a, it's a really cool shot when she's hanging from the bookshelf and then falls. Like It is actually pretty well. I, I really enjoy that shot as well, too. Mm-hmm. The cobwebs in the, the, the room, the, the lighting. Mm-hmm. Pretty cool. Pretty cool stuff. But uh, all this commotion has brought over some weirdo who's like, Hey, what are you doing in here? That's the part you were talking about where she turns into the roadrunner. <laughs> Mimi. Uh, I'm impressed that by that. Seemed like a creep too. Yeah, because he was like he was like holding, grabbing her. Well, he wouldn't let her, her go. He wouldn't let her go. That yeah. was the thing. Trying to steal. Trying to steal. This is what we do to thieves. We hold them. I guess. A <laughs> <laughs> lot, of, lot of people grabbing her. Like at the end. Yeah. And a certain person is like hugging her when he should be like, no, don't worry, I'm not a bad guy. Instead, he's like hugging her. Yeah, and. The- <laughs> they hook her up to things. They try to make her take medicines she doesn't want to take. Mm-hmm. They just like real life. <laughs> I thought they were going to tie her down because it was like she can't stop sleepwalking. So, oh, yeah. but then the sleepwalking kind of phases out a little bit. Yeah. After she goes, she get gets away from the guy that's at the house in the middle of nowhere. And when she gets back to the school, like, the headmistress is, like, reading aloud this 
letter she was her writing to her dad. To her and there are a bunch of other students standing around, like, mm-hmm. listening and talking about it. We and think it's she's like, a freak. And it's like, whoa, she definitely crossed a line there. And then Jennifer Connelly comes back, and everybody is just being horrible to her. Mm-hmm. Like, they're, they're like, yeah, you know, calling her things and, and pushing her. And one girl, like, sprays her with a fire extinguisher. Yeah. What the hell? Yeah. Well, the thing about this scene that I thought was pretty amazing <laughs> was that everybody was on board. Oh, yeah. With this. Yeah. Like, oh, and, and, and within one minute of reading the letter, suddenly all news spreads through, throughout the entire school. Uh, that was the thing that was a bit. That was that was a bit hard for belief, she just for, even, for me personally. Yeah. She didn't have a chance at this school because even her roommate, mm-hmm. or that that was her friend, at least in the beginning, had already decided that she was a weirdo. Because like when she was talking to her boyfriend, she was like, "Yeah, like she wants me to watch her. It's crazy. Like that, this wasn't going to turn out like in Suspiria, where people are are relatively nice to yeah. the main actress in that one." But yeah, all, all the the girls gang up on her, and they they're, they're surrounding her, and they're saying like, "We worship you, we worship," which is weird. Yeah, but she breaks through, and then she goes all carry mode. And she's looking at the girls, and she says, "I love you. I love all of you. I love all of you." Except she's not talking to the girls. Outside, a huge swarm of insects has gathered and is now pressing against the windows. And it is that is a creep, creep, creep. Yeah, it's pretty amazing. It's pretty amazing. They did a good job making it look kind of magical. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the lighting, the, 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 the wind blowing in her hair. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Very cool. Yeah, that was the other trance I was talking about where she's definitely not sleepwalking, but she seems to... Just like calm down entirely, and you know, she from going very upset, and then after it's all done, she faints. I was just thinking, you know, if they're really saying that, oh, she's developing another personality because she's schizophrenic or so- something weird, I don't know. Mm-hmm. And then if they're saying that, maybe that was like the emergence of it during like the oh. waking hours. Yeah. Like, okay. Because I don't think they go back to the sleepwalking after that, do they? No, they don't. They no. do not touch on that after that point. So maybe her it was like her true self was finally uh, released, or the other personality that was being formed. Yeah, yeah. I don't even know. Does she not sleep at the school anymore after that day? After that point, she wakes up in that hospital room. Which you were talking about how they should have strapped her down. This would have been the opportune time to make yeah. sure she was strapped down. Yeah. Yeah. To a hospital bed. Yeah. But they, yeah, she wakes up and that nurse is supposed to be watching her knitting. Now, I've seen Sarah fall asleep on the couch several times. Never when she's knitting. So I think this is very inaccurate Inaccurate in the movie. I don't think I've ever knit or crocheted something and fallen asleep while I was doing it. Mm-hmm. No. Have, haven't experienced that one yet. I have started to get tired when I was knitting before, and I had to put it down because I'm like, I don't want to mess up my knitting. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'm gonna lose my place. So I'm gonna finish this row, or maybe I'm gonna yeah, mm-hmm. figure out how to put it down. 
But um, it was funny because I was ha- I just happened to be knitting for like a couple minutes right before, <laughs> and the lady started knitting too. Yeah. It was funny. And I happened to be working on a cuckoo clock, and so there was a cuckoo clock in this scene and went off. <laughs> and you know, my hobby making cuckoo clocks. Joel like, I'm just shaking my head. Why are there so many cuckoo clocks? That's I'm trying cool. to escape. Yeah, how, do you, how do you know? How else are you supposed to know they're in Switzerland? You got a cuckoo clock? <laughs> oh, you got, I don't even know, skis? Oh, man. <laughs> you associate chocolate. And, well, they do go to a Swiss bank. That's the other thing I associate oh, yeah. with it. Yeah. At some point. But yeah, that I mean that lady doesn't doze off while she's knitting. She decides I'm going to sleep. <laughs> it's bedtime. Yeah, narcolepsy. <laughs> Jennifer she's Carly. out. <laughs> she just gets up and you know she's she's being very careful, but she does do a couple of things that make noise. And this lady ain't waking up from this. She puts on a large overcoat over her her nice pajamas. You guys were both complimenting. Her, uh, oh yeah, her pajamas. Yeah, very comfortable looking pajamas. And yeah, looks like nice fabric, well made, cute. Uh, then she goes to a place where there's a lot of payphones. It's like this is like a gallery of phones with like glass walls to call the attorney again and ask well, for yeah. Before money. before she does that, she goes uh, she goes like straight to the bug doctor. And tells her that tells him that like I I want to go I'm gonna I'm gonna get out of here oh right something something you know usually they're just talking thanks about, for the memories yeah bugs. yeah <laughs> <laughs> stuff like that it's like did you read that book I gave you and she's like yeah yeah I did uh, after that yeah she goes to I think it was supposed to be like a bus like port or airport or something maybe like that. some sort of commuter spot. And she calls and talks to the lawyer, and she's like, I don't care what you have to do. I, I'm not going back to the school. you got to get me out of the country. Send money. I'll wait at the bank for you to send money. And she goes to the bank, and there's a scene at the bank where money does not show where up. The, where the attorney won't send her money, even though she said that there's somebody trying to kill her. Yeah. And that she needs to get out of there because nobody at the school likes her and they're all harassing her. And mm-hmm. Yeah. So then this lady from the school who picked her up when she first arrived, the one with the glasses. Glasses lady. She shows up. And she says, come on, let's go. The attorney called me. And she's immediate. She's mad. Like she gets real life. Like the character is allowed to get real life mad, which yeah. I kind of appreciate. Yeah, she's tired of all this BS. Yeah, she <laughs> is. Like, no, seriously, I've had this. I'm not going back to the school. Like, oh, you don't have to worry about that. I mean, this this lady's super suspicious. As soon as she walked in that bank, I don't know about you guys, but it was like, oh, okay, I think we found the killer. Yeah, yeah, I did. And spoiler alert, she is. The killer, or she's one of the killers. This, yeah, at this moment when when Jennifer Connelly is like that bastard, I told him to send me money. Mm-hmm. I just think like, and you you see her saying like, "Oh, you don't have to go back to the school." I'm like, "Yep, this mm-hmm. is the killer." Oh, we did we did actually uh, skip over a part after she visits Bug Dude for the last time. Uh, there's a scene. At night, when the the chimp is outside, 
and accidentally gets locked outside the house. And it turns out that somebody went into the house and locked him out. Oh no! So there's there's actually it's it's a pretty cool filmed scene, and you you see like the strength of this chimpanzee as he's trying to get back in the house and save, you know, his his master, his friend, or whatever. Yeah. And he's like tearing apart parts of this wooden door with his, you know, he's just squeezing it with his hands. You know, mm-hmm. See how strong he is tearing away at this stuff. But Donald Pleasant's like, oh, you locked yourself out. So he gets into his little uh, wheelchair elevator and starts to come down. But somebody at the bottom of the thing stops it. And he's shining the laser on this guy like, who's there? You know? Yeah. <laughs> Doesn't have a flashlight or anything like that. And that's a, that's a cool shot where it's like shining through the uh, whatever stocking mask that the person's wearing. He's got crazy eyes underneath. Mm-hmm. Now, that had to be the woman, right? That. One hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah. And he ends up getting impaled. And the, the chimpanzee breaks in at the last moment, but we think it's it's too late. It, it's definitely too late for the for the doctor. Oh yeah. But our killer that. gets in a car, starts to drive away. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. And then the chimp comes. He's on the roof. Yep. Revenge of the chimp. You know what? I really just wanted that chimp to kill all the bad guys or whatever, save the day. I wanted that to be the end. The chimp on the roof of the car. Like, rip off the roof of the car or something like that, and then, like, yeah, make the person crash. That would have been cool. And then they could have done a different double, you know, double, you know, who's the actual killer thing. Mm-hmm. Because it's like, oh, this person is dead. That must, she must have been the killer all along. Like, wait a minute, but there's a different one. But instead, we get a really weird scene <laughs> where this school marm, this uh, Frau, whatever her name is, takes Jennifer Connolly back to her mansion. Like, she's got a literal mansion. And she's, she's trying to act like everything's okay. Like, oh, don't worry, uh. You're just going to have to, this is the room you're going to sleep in. And Jennifer Connelly notices all the mirrors are covered. She's like, oh, it's because I, I've got my son. And he's uh, he's disfigured. And so I covered all the mirrors so that he doesn't feel uncomfortable. It's like, but you probably won't meet him, so don't worry. And she's like, okay, uh, I'll be right back. i got to go get food or something like that for you. And so Jennifer Connelly sees a shadow, walks into another room, and there's a little boy sitting in the corner next to the window. Uh uh-uh. uh. Jennifer Connelly's like, Are you okay? You know, I don't. Oh, she doesn't say anything. She's just slowly walking in. She accidentally kicks this train that's on the ground, and the train runs into the little boy who falls over! <laughs> It's like a doll. It's like a dummy. It's a total doll. And the 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 woman comes in and is like, what are you doing in the room? She's like, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to knock over your son. She walks over and picks up the doll. She's like, this is my son. This is a doll. <laughs> she thinks that the person is crazy enough that yeah. they're going to be like, oh, you found my son. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
Well, she said she had a son, and she has like a doll of a kid that's made to look yeah, like it's a, a life size. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Toys in it, and a life size doll. Yeah, and this is a person that's not acting very sane. She's <laughs> like, "You're crazy." Yeah. <laughs> Are you crazy? This is a doll. Like, okay. now take these pills. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, now take these pills. You've got a fever. Take these pills. And this is this is when it starts getting just like what? Why aren't you like running out the door? I think she even calls the lady a bitch. Yeah, she definitely does. And she's like, she's like, f this, yep. like. But she gets into the. You kind of don't really know where things are gonna go from there because the lady's like pushing her around, right? And she's acting a little bit powerless against her. And then she takes the actual pill, and you're like, don't do that. Yeah, she locks herself in the bathroom, takes this pill, and then she starts to notice there's maggots everywhere. You know, all over this bathroom, everything she's touching has maggots. And then she starts to get violently ill, as if the pills are poisoning her. Poisoning her, And she th- she forces herself to throw up. All the while, this lady's on the outside of the bathroom door going, what are you doing in there? Let me in! I, 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 like, lady, I'm She's taking like a crap. <laughs> <laughs> That's Joel's worst nightmare. <laughs> what are you doing in this bathroom? I am going number two. <laughs> ne- next time you're in the bathroom, Joel, I'm just going to bang on the door. What are you doing? <laughs> Did you take that pill? Can you hear me? I'm vomiting uncontrollably. She's like vomiting a lot. So she's like, how dare you lock this door? I don't want you to walk in on me, whatever I'm doing. It's a bathroom. I need a privacy. This is a private moment. There's no privacy in bathrooms in Dario Argento movies. As you see in the beginning of Suspiria, when that window blows open and the woman just walks in like, why don't you close it? Like... Listen, you get this, this just happened two seconds ago, okay? Give me, give me a chance. And I'll close the window. <laughs> it's a bathroom. But yeah, she, she throws up the pill. She opens the door and goes outside and tries to make a phone call. Well, once again, she's not thinking with her, her head. I don't, I don't know. But the la- it's not like the lady's like on the other side of the house or something like that. Yeah. She should have used those running skills. Yeah. We've seen her. Heck out of there. Yeah. She's proficient at running, climbing, uh, talking to bugs. She's good at all that stuff. Surviving a fall. Eventually, we know swimming. Yeah. She's got all the skills to pay the bills. Those being the phone bill. (laughs) Because she's trying to get the phone. Mm -hmm. And then then the movie breaks into Italian. And Joel turned on the subtitles. Yep, I turned on the subtitles. It just said speaking in a different language <laughs> yeah. on the bottom. It didn't actually translate. Yep. Yeah, we were, we were watching this on Amazon. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Which is, it's a high quality edition. Oh, yeah. You know, the music Beautiful. was like coming through sound and, and the picture was great. But yeah, there's just a big chunk in this particular section of the movie that's in Italian. And there was there was one moment when she was talking to Donald Pleasance that she just suddenly spoke Italian. Obviously not Jennifer Connelly's voice. It's uh, somebody had dubbed her over. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I don't know what, what's with that, other than like I said, 
It's not the American version. At first, I thought it was her inner monologue, like in Dune. And I was like, oh, her inner monologue speaks Italian. (laughs) Oh, I forgot to tell you. Mamma mia. Here we go again. No. All right, I'm going to make you watch that movie now. Mm -hmm. With Timmy. Sure. It's going to be good. Yeah, so there's a lot of wrestling around, and then somebody else... (laughs) Oh, she be- she beans this girl. She beans Jennifer a couple of times. The woman does. Yeah. And then a cop shows up outside, this detective. There, there's a whole other detective movie that's taking place yep. while, while everything else is going on. I kind of want to see that movie, too. Yeah. <laughs> he's, he's putting together clues, chasing down leads. But she, <laughs> Jennifer Connelly starts to try to yell for this cop. And so the woman throws a thing around her mouth and then... Just, just blackjacks are in the back of the head. Mm-hmm. Just, yeah, that was a thud. Yeah, that was I mean, like, she's not waking up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then she turns the key to go outside and talk to this detective, and and she kind of just like it's like a fortress, like iron comes down over all the windows. Oh man, she's stuck. And then you hear the man screaming. (laughs) Like, what did this lady, how did she do this to him? Whatever's happening. She's like Laurie Metcalf in in Scream 2, you know? She's got strength, even though she's a lady. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That kind of bad guy. Yep. Uh, Jennifer Connelly uh, uses a stool to open up one of the small windows above the door, and she's trying to hook the phone and the phone falls down a hole that happens to be right next to the phone. <laughs> Why is there a hole right there? I don't know. I thought maybe that was a way to the, get in between. And this is while Iron Maiden is playing. Yes. Yes. Absolutely. It's got a pretty gnarly soundtrack. Just jamming. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. She doesn't get the phone. Uh, she eventually decides to squeeze out herself. And chase after the phone when she thinks the the woman is coming after her. And she's crawling down a hallway. Uh, By the way, her lawyer, uh, her dad's lawyer, or her lawyer, or whatever, has flown to Switzerland. And is trying to make his way over to wherever she is. Like, he's got a gun. He's got to take care of business. Yeah, the timeline's a little weird right here. I don't know how long she's been in this house for. Yeah. For, like, all these things to go down. The other thing is the phone starts ringing, and she ans- Jennifer Connelly answers it, and it's him. Right. And it's like, why would he be calling this lady? Because it's not at the school. Yeah. Unless it was, like, when she said that, like, he's, he gave her money and told her to, to hold oh, her up. Unless that was actually a true story. Maybe, yeah. But I'm not sure. Otherwise, how else would she know that she was at that bank? At this point in the movie, I kind of, I've never seen Sleepaway Camp, but there were a couple of things happening <laughs> that reminded me of it after, story. after yeah, this point. Yeah, yeah, totally. Just things I've heard about it. I haven't seen um, it either, but yeah, totally. Yeah. Like Suspiria probably doesn't pay to try to figure out how the story actually makes sense. Yeah. But it does feel a little more based in reality, even though it's a woman or a girl who talks to bugs. Yeah. Than uh, Suspiria does. So this is really the the tour de force of uh, gross outs that 
she's uh, Grodiness. coming up on here. Mm-hmm. So uh, she crawls through the hole, and that drops her into... No, that stranger hugs her. <laughs> oh, yeah, the stranger... <laughs> guy covered with g- blood. ...grabs her, and she's screaming, and it turns out it's the detective guy... Yeah. ...who's yeah. been chained to a wall. He's obviously been beaten really badly. Yeah. Yeah. Bloodied. Covered in chains. He tells her he's a friend, not a not a bad guy, and... Then the crazy lady comes down, and her face is messed up? No. No, not yet? No, no. At first, after she, like, gets out of the grasp of this cop guy, that's when she falls into that pit. Right. That disgusting pit full of of severed limbs, and it looks like oatmeal. I, I'm not sure. I believe it's supposed to be maggots. Maggie, disgusting, gross, dirty-looking water and floating I don't think it was body water. parts. Yeah. I don't think it was water. What do you think it was? I don't know. It could have been part blood. Well, I hope it was water. Been, yeah, it yeah. looked gross. It looked like like chum that they throw in the water for sharks. Yeah, it was... Uh, it was not a good thing to see. It assaulted all of my senses. Yeah. Every single one of them. And we were eating cake, so... This was the <laughs> this was the moment where I was kind of like I'm I saw a bunch of visuals here and I'm gonna look away now <laughs> and I was like this is a gross out like and she's like yelling and trying to swim in it and you're like you just feel like you would not want to be her <laughs> yeah. too many yeah. yeah it was like a sense sympathy thing you feel you like feel sympathy pain or gross out for her or something i don't know oh, how yeah. to explain it yeah it was probably a minute of her swimming around in this stuff which doesn't seem like long but the the kind of stuff that she was looking at and she had to mess around with trying to grasp at the walls like a minute was a long time oh, yeah. of this like you got to be real grossed out we want you to be grossed out so we're gonna keep showing it to you yeah and then the Frau, Frau Farbisna comes down. <laughs> That's not what she has said. <laughs> and she's like, I had to do this. You know, ha 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 ha. She's laughing her ass off. Like, I can't <laughs> believe you fell into that pit. You gross. You gross girl. And our cop friend is pulling out his chains and he decides to break his thumb. Oh, yeah. Super grody. I didn't see that coming. Super grody. Yeah. Reminded me of something else we watched recently, which I'm not going to spoil, but... Yeah. A, lot, a lot of people pulling pulling their hands through cuffs in uh, <laughs> in recent memory. Oh boy! Uh, some people will know what we're talking about, <laughs> but he carefully sneaks up on her while she's laughing her ass off and puts her into the sleeper hold and brings her down. And he just starts smashing away at her face. And Jennifer Connelly takes this takes her moment here to. Run off after she climbs out of that pit, and she she doesn't look that dirty, you know. Well, luckily, she broke a pipe and a bunch of water hit yeah, her. Yeah, water hits her. Water uh, hits her. That was a little funny <laughs> because because she's constantly struggling to get out of this thing, and she finally gains like some purchase <laughs> to like to like in order to get out, and the pipe breaks, and you're like, oh oh jeez. I feel like this was a moment where they were like, so what? She's going to look like this for the rest of the movie? Yeah, like, yeah. they had to come up with a reason. Are, how are they going to change? This, this is our 100% pure angel. <laughs> she can't. 
Yeah, I think they were just like, we have to find some way to get it off mm-hmm. of her. Yeah, story-wise, story-wise, it made sense that there was some pipe that broke and yeah. water hit her. Yeah. Sure. Sure. Yeah. She starts wandering down the hallway that she'd been dreaming about, and she sees an open doorway where there is a child, Blair Witch-style, facing a corner. <laughs> and she's like, he's like, go away, I'm scared of you. It's like, you don't have to be scared. I know your mom was a bad woman. But I'm not going to hurt you. Everything's going to be okay now. Slowly approaches this little boy. And when she turns him around, he's a pig face. Well, he's not. I feel like they, yeah, this is not a normal. It looked like the eyes were sewn shut or something. They're they're crusty something looking. Yeah, There, There were some things happening to the face that looked unnatural. Yeah. Like, maybe this kid had been partially born deformed and then partially mutilated to look a certain way. Yeah. Um, Yeah, we didn't know exactly. But it turns out he's a bad guy, too. Yep. The little kid. So she she does her Speedy Gonzalez, runs out, runs out to the lake. Luckily, there's a lake right there. There's a boat. Mm Mm-hmm. She pulls a Friday the 13th. Tries to get out to the middle of the water. Before she can escape, though, our our little man has run out after her with his... He, he's got his assembled pole. Oh, yeah. He's got to try to poke her. Said he pokes a gas can in the boat. <laughs> the boat explodes. Mm-hmm. And she... Uh, while he's trying to poke her, she suddenly freaks out, and a huge swarm of bugs come out. That's right. And cover his little body. I forgot about that. Yeah, this part's pretty intense. I don't know if she calls them just by screaming, but she calls them. Uh-huh. Like how Ludo could call the rocks. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Fair comparison. Yeah. I don't understand why you would compare Labyrinth to this movie. It's very Sarah. strange. Sarah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Jennifer. <laughs> Oh man! But this kid, yeah, he gets he gets go- he gets gobbled up good. He's get, I, his face is all bloody and gross looking. That's like, some, the, that's a visual. This was some gross stuff. It's gonna stay with me. Yeah, that was some visuals. It's definitely gonna stay with me, man. Yep. And he falls out of the boat, and she's Eyeball, like, eyeballs coming out. And everything's like, okay now. I thought that was just some random corpse for a second under the water. Oh, I was like, oh, it was Jason Voorhees. <laughs> I was like, oh, is this a place where the where the pit of bodies can go sometimes? Yeah, the pit of horror. And yeah, she's like, okay, time to escape. She tries to start the motor again. Boom! The boat catches on fire, <laughs> blows up. Yep, it's one of those lethal weapon explosions you've heard so much about. She and she spends about half an hour swimming underwater, which I was very uncomfortable with. You know, I think she did a pretty good job. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like, at this point, her character has been through a lot. And she get, she kind of gets to the surface of the water afterwards, and it's, like, really cool shot. And she's just kind of taking a moment to, like, be like, I'm okay. Yeah. The bad guys aren't coming after me anymore. Mm-hmm. It's okay. I think I've escaped. Like... She gets to the edge of the water, and she sees headlights coming, and and you're like, oh no, is this the lady from the house? And out comes her attorney, which, like, we're not 100% sure if he's a good guy Mm -hmm. or a bad guy. And he is. He is. 
Jennifer and they're running towards each other. It's so happy. He's he's really happy to see her and to be there for her. The end of the movie. And uh, this was <laughs> the moment. I don't know. There's something funny about this. I don't. Uh, I don't remember what happened. Aaron, I gotta say that this moment <laughs> caught me by surprise. Mm-hmm. I mean, the setup, the setup was there, I, I, and the setup was there. I guess, but but it caught me by surprise. I was not expecting it. The, the comedic decapitation. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, we'd, we'd seen a couple of decapitations already happen in this movie. Uh, but this was the quickest. This was so sudden. So sudden. We didn't see it uh, coming, and it, it happened so fast that uh, it, it, it. You only have like a moment to even like consider what's going on. I just started laughing. <laughs> yeah, just, we all started cracking up. I don't even know what this person is wielding. It's like a, a cookie sheet. It was yeah, just like a, a piece of metal. Raw metal that Raw has metal. a sharp edge. Yeah, <laughs> one of those pieces of metals that they use for making the thunder sounds. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Yep. She chops off his head, and that's no good. She, like oh. it weren't no thing. Nope. <laughs> and there's Frau. She, she's, she's got trouble with uh, Jennifer she, Connelly. She's all beat up. She's gross, yeah. Real beat up. Because that detective guy, even though apparently he died, we learned a couple minutes later, uh, uh, he, he, he punched her up good. That's when we found out she was Jigsaw. <laughs> and... Uh, yeah, she was crying about her baby that was a an angel to yep. her, even though he was even an though evil. he was evil. He was still my baby, and I'm gonna cut your head off. And then, and, oh, she says, "Go ahead and call your bugs. I dare you. Call your bugs." She's and, very aware, and we're all thinking, she's "Oh, she's gonna call, but she's gonna call the biggest bug we've ever seen." <laughs> yep, I know. Yeah, we're gonna. Wait, that's not what happens. Well, <laughs> earlier we saw a chimpanzee pull a straight razor out of a trash can. It was sad. His poor sad monkey doesn't have a home anymore. Yeah, he's sad because he can't find his ape his owner is dead. Yeah, he's eating out of the trash. He finds a straight razor. Razor, a very nice straight razor. Like I, I don't know who threw that away, but that looked like a quality one. And then he, then she gets real jigsaw. <laughs> And then uh, the chimpanzee really kills her good. Yeah, he starts cutting away. He saved the day, man. Mm-hmm. He saved the day. True hero in the movie. And uh, they, yeah, <laughs> uh, yet again, another moment that really surprised me. Yeah. Gonna be honest with you. Uh, comedic decapitation followed by chimpan- <laughs> chimpanzee stabbing, yeah. <laughs> stabbing you. Yeah. Dang, dang, Argento. Dang. <laughs> it's one thing to write this stuff, but I'm sure, practically, it must have been crazy to try and make happen. I can only imagine how many times they had to film that that poor chimp. Yeah, yeah I, I kind of feel bad for the imagine. chimp now. And for Jennifer Connelly. Oh, yeah. yeah. She acted warm towards him. She was acting really well. And and at the end, they kind of hug, and they're happy to see each other. Yeah. And chimp gives her it's a little sincere. Smooch. It's yeah. really sincere. Like you, you as a viewer, seeing both of those those two going through so much, you're just like you're so thankful they finally find each other because it's just like it's like my goodness, they need some happiness right now. That chimp, yeah. that lady that can control bugs with her mind, <laughs> they need they need this right now, guys. We can only friendship. Assume, yeah, only assume that they go off into the sunset after after this. Just that's the end of the movie. 
I, I hope they open up a detective agency together uh, as, as, bug lady. as the insect scientist had uh, said that they were both great detectives. That's my Phenomena 2 fan fiction that I just came up with right now. Yeah, pretty good. Detective agency. Suzanne, Jay and Silent Bob. That's a whole different <laughs> movie. <laughs> a crappy movie. Called Jay and Silent Bob Strike All Back. All that I wanted of a girl. <laughs> <laughs> Suzanne. So that's it. Closing credits with some cool synth. Mm. Oh yeah, some goblin. Some real goblin. Some goblin there? Yeah. The soundtrack was intense. Good Heck music. yeah. It was much more like experimental sounding in uh, Suspiria. I, th- I have to say, I still like Suspiria better. I really like it. As a movie? Yeah. Oh, no, I think that Suspiria is a better movie. Yeah. But this one was pretty entertaining. Like, I don't think any of us were on our phones or anything while we were watching it. It was it was yeah. too entertaining no, this to, movie, to this miss mo- anything. This movie entices you. It, it draws you in. And then it just it, it continually throws you in this cycle of like, of like, oh, I think the worst has already happened. No, no, it hasn't. Here, here comes something else. Oh, yeah. no, I think the worst has already happened. There's some cool <laughs> imagery. Oh, no, go, oh, my gosh. Oh, that was gross. Yeah. And uh, and I have to thank Argento for that because it's uh, truly an entertaining. Yeah. This, this, this movie, I'll probably see it again. I'm going to give it, I'm going to give it a year or so probably, but this, this is definitely one that I want to watch again. Yeah. I kind of want to watch the Creepers edition and see what, oh, okay. what they trimmed out, you know, see. If the uh, the shorter version is a, is like a, just a tighter ride or or whatever, you okay, say. fair enough, fair enough. But yeah, the dialogue is so like there's something a little bit silly about it, but it's charming at the same time. Like mm-hmm. like the the actors are saying things to each other that feel a little bit stilted, like they're they're just written that way to be able to get through the story, you know, mm-hmm. but. But then there's some things that people say that never come back up again, like the guy going back to the <laughs> going back to the base or whatever, or oh the, yeah yeah vegetarian yeah. yeah the fact that she's a vegetarian like stuff with the stuff with the insect guy. There's tons of stuff they talk about that doesn't come back up again. Yes, I totally agree with you, Sarah. It's uh, it's it's like what Joel said earlier that there are like multiple movies in this movie, kind of going on. Yeah, I, I think it's I think it's awesome. There's that part where the inspector is like at like an asylum. Yeah, and he's like, well, "It's uh, you know, 15 years ago, somebody broke in. Well, actually, it was oh no, somebody broke out. Oh wait, it was the opposite. Somebody broke in. Yeah. Oh my gosh, I just realized what that meant." Well, I, w- I remembered that he stopped at that asylum, but I kind of thought it was a non sequitur. Mm. Um, no, it's because there was that crazy guy they zoomed in on. So she, like, had sex with that crazy guy? Something happened like that. And then she had the kid. That's right. Yeah. So the kid is, 14 is years part old. <laughs> crazy guy, part deformed, part uh, evil. Yep. Yeah. Evil spawn kid. Uh-huh. With some crazy teeth. We've going never on. had anyone break out, but we have had somebody break in. Mm-hmm. Dun, dun, dun. Yeah, that was a cool looking asylum. I don't. That was what I was gonna say. There's a couple of parts in this where the location that they're in and the set, it's a really unusual like place. 
like the corridors are weird or the room is small, but you can tell that like they they got familiar with that space and made that space work for what they were doing. Like I've seen some really awkwardly shot things before or awkwardly blocked, but this was like okay, they got a narrow corridor in this asylum. But they figured out a way to do the to do the movements they needed to do and to yeah. get the crew through there and everything, and it it worked. There were definitely some shot. I go, going on what you're saying, Sarah. There were definitely some shots that that were pretty amazing cinematography wise. Um, like like when they were going through the abandoned house. Yeah. Um, I, I, Joel had mentioned. That it reminded him of uh, Evil Dead a little bit. Oh yeah, the back and, through the yeah, house, up, up yeah. above the trees, following the, following the fly through the thing. Yeah, yeah, that was crazy. There's some close-up shots on the fly as it's crawling down into that hole, and then you see the hand, the maggoty hand. There's some close-up shots of insects that are actually pretty cool. Amazing, and then, amazing close-ups of insects. Yeah, I agree. And then they they have some backlit stuff too that really looks good, and the the scenery is gorgeous. The place they filmed this, there's just beautiful stuff everywhere. You look. Yeah, I want to go to Switzerland. Yeah. Um, Unless there's killer there. The, this, the special effects do kind of seem a little bit aged, but they would, you know? Any yeah. movie from the 80s that had any special effects, you would st- kind of be able to see. I still appreciate practical effects. Yeah. yeah. And they, they did a good job to make it gruesome enough that it was like, eh, you know. This is a memorable movie. Mm. I'm yeah. probably not going to forget this movie. At you least for a little while. already have. No. I don't think I am. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Anyways. Yeah. I don't want to go too much more into it. No worries. <laughs> Let's not dwell. Yeah. <laughs> My brain's already there. Why don't you close it? I really like Jennifer Connelly. She was really talented. And she was super young at the time. Yeah. I, pre- s- I appreciate her acting as well. And super pretty. I was joking at the beginning. (laughs) (laughs) This ugly girl. Yeah, they do. They do a lot of uh, look at look at how beautiful our protagonist is. Shots, you know, lighting Mm -hmm. and and wind blowing kind of thing. I liked her little white outfit with the white top, the white skirt. The white tie. Yeah. That was pretty cool. I know. That was an awesome ensemble. Awesome awesome outfit. And the whole time I was like, yeah, that's going to get bloody here pretty soon. Like, I was thinking, like... I felt, yeah. Didn't happen. She's pristine to the end. That's right. Even after jumping in the vat of uh, goo there. The vat of stink. (laughs) The vat is stink. The vat of everything you don't ever want to bathe in. No, thank you. Mm -mm. But as a carnivore... No. Oh, she's a vegetarian, Joel. Oh, yeah. That's why. I forgot. Meat is murder. So, uh, let's (laughs) let's wrap this sucker up. Yes, yes. I'm going to read the outro stuff. You guys give me a lesson that you learned from Phenomena, 1985, Dario Argento, starring... David Bowie as the goblin band leader. Wait. That would have made this movie so much cooler if David Bowie was in it. <laughs> David Bowie as Udo Kier. Now, in the Suspiria. <laughs> Never mind. Okay. 
If you have any suggestions or comments, uh, be sure to write into us at pleasedon'tpodcast at gmail.com or message us on Facebook at facebook.com slash pdsmios. Uh, if you listen to us on iTunes, we'd appreciate it if you left us a star-written rating that increases our visibility on iTunes, and that'll allow us to climb up their special movie charts, which means we'll win the first prize for podcasting. And we'll finally be prom queen and king yes. of the podcast world. More important to that, in my opinion, is that you tell somebody you think might like this podcast about us. They can listen to us anywhere on the internet. All you have to do is look. Please don't send me into outer space. We're the first thing that comes up. Lots of different episodes to choose from. Tell your friends. Tell your family. Tell your pastor. Wink. Tell somebody. And if you are looking for more shows that are like us, check out our podcast ne- network at eartrumpetaudio.com. Lots of different shows to listen to on the, our network. And lots of funny people just like us. Okay. Did you guys glean any lessons? About life? About love? About the nature of fear? I think I learned... uh my lesson from this movie is uh, don't go to school. <sighs> a lot of a lot of things you can just don't, learn. Yeah, don't go to school. Don't go nope. to school. School's a bad so idea. Close to what mine was. Too. Oh, sorry. Sarah. No, no, it's cool. It's so, cool. Uh, go for it. Go my, for it. I don't my... have anything else to add to that. Just don't don't go to school. <laughs> just my watch lesson. watch the movie. You know. <laughs> <laughs> my lesson was don't travel. It's, it's too dangerous. <laughs> Stay in one spot forever. You'll be in a dangerous environment where people don't understand you. (laughs) Dangerous things could happen and you could get stuck there. I'm just kidding. I love traveling so much. But in this movie, for me, a lesson was don't don't travel. Somebody could try and kill you. There are guys who would try to take you away in their car. There are bad situations coming up for her that you brought up earlier, too. Absolutely. Yeah, and my lesson is, don't trust your roommate. <laughs> don't no. go to school. Even though you're, friend- you're you may be friendly with that person at first, they they might think you're a weirdo. They might talk, you know, they're backbiting, they're talking about you. Other people, just just don't trust your roommate. Man, she steals her sweater? Oh, yeah. Dies in her sweater? Yeah, she's never going to get mm, that sweater back. Uh-uh. That was such a cool sweater, yeah. too. Yeah, Off the was. shoulder, the cool... Golden eagle on the back. Yeah, man, it's too bad. I could never pull it off, but I, you know, it was pretty cool. Don't go to school. Don't travel. Don't trust your roommate. Don't go to Switzerland. And don't go to Switzerland. <laughs> just, just remember, please don't send me into Switzerland space. <laughs> no, Switzerland space. Oh uh, yeah, we'll see you next week, folks. Thank you for listening. Bye. Thanks. Bye. See ya. (laughs) Don't say goodbye.
EarTrumpetAudio.com Ideas and entertainment. Loud and clear. Hehehehe. <laughs>